listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and welcome back to Rockin' Pod uh, Month. We got episode two here. This is my uh, this is the last interview of the day I did actually. Uh, this one was interesting. It was my interview with Carmine Peace. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's fun. It's funny. The time got moved, so I ended up st- like staying behind really late to talk to him. But man, was it worth it! He had a lot of great stories. He was great to talk to, and of course, the first thing he asked me when he sat down was, "And you are how old?" <laughs> great stuff. Uh, so here's my interview with Carmine Peace, and also I've included uh, something that I just got in my email. I got a. Uh, release of the new Vanilla Fudge single that he's playing drums on. That's a cover of Stop in the Name of Love. So check that out at the end of the episode. Uh, but for now, here's my interview with Carmine Peace. Enjoy. Welcome to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I am super excited to have joining me from a man of many bands, Mr. Carmine Peace. I never Car- heard it like that. That's fine. I'm a man of many bands. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. So like I said, you've played with a lot of different bands over the years, so I'm going to try and cover a few of them. Um, but what's one element you try to bring to every band you've been a part of, whether it's Vanilla Fudge or Cactus or even when you were in Rod Stewart's band? Well, creativity and, and showmanship. Nice. Yeah, that's true. You, you, like you, well, I don't know if people know this. You co-wrote songs for Rod Stewart. I did. How did that come about even? Like, like, cause I don't know. I'm not saying Rod's well, not a collaborative guy, but he does a lot of covers. So. Well, Rod, you know, like, first of all, when I play with Rod, he always said to me, I love the way Vanilla Fudge is. You keep hanging on. He said, I would have loved to come back. I said, well, let's do it. I'm in the band. And we did it and we changed it. But then uh, at the time of You Think I'm Sexy, uh, Missing You was a big a big song by the Rolling Stones. He goes, I want a song like that. So I went home and I wrote chords and I went to my friend's house. This guy, Dwayne Hitchings, who was here. He was here in Nashville. He's been hanging around. I'll see him later. And he had a little studio. So he took my chords. He's a keyboard player. And he added some of his stuff. And together we presented like a cool demo. I presented it to Rod and loved it. So I won. That's awesome. So we did it and then we recorded it and then kept recording it till the producer Tom Dowd said, okay, that's the feel, that's it. And then we did it and then he put strings on and everything. He made it a lot more commercially disco than we wanted it. But then when it came out and went to number one in every country, we didn't care. Yeah, the publishing had to be great. Yeah, because when we did it live, we did it the way we was we recorded it initially with three fat guitars, bass, drums, and a keyboard, you know, and a sax solo. So that was the band. So in live, we had no strings, no orchestras. We had no background singers singing the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. We had none of that, you know, and, and it was number one. So whenever we played it, the audience was crazy, you know. Absolutely. Another one you co-wrote, and I was kind of surprised to learn this, was uh, Young Turks, because yes. I was surprised because uh, that song, you're a drummer, that song is driven very much by... A it's a drummer. Pro- yeah, yeah. So that talk about first, that. was one of the very first Oberheim drum machines that, ever, that came out that sounded similar to drums. All the drum machines before that never sounded like drums. So we had, uh, again, Dwayne Hitchings had one. He got me an, an endorsement. I had one. So we... we we wrote that song at Dwayne's house, all the music, and then we put the drums on, but I put hi-hat and real cymbals on, because the cymbals weren't good. And then we, we produced pretty much the whole song at Dwayne's house and brought it into the studio and transferred it from his A-track at the time, T-Act, to the 24-track. And then I put cymbals on it and we put everything else on. And, but I, I 
Um, I worked on the harmonies because I've been singing all my life. Yeah. I did the harmonies. I, I developed the background harmonies on that song as well. Very cool. Very cool, yeah. And, and I think you wrote, like, there was an album cut on, uh, I forget the name of the album, but it was, I think, Better Off Dead. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a cool song, too. I love that yeah, one. Yeah, and now there's a new box set that came out. Yeah. That Rod had nine bonus tracks, and I'm on eight of them. Oh, that's that's incredible. Yeah. As and, a co-writer? I don't know. I mean, we don't even remember <laughs> that long ago. You know? So I don't know who got the writing, but yeah, it was good to be on a new product by Rod. You know, first of all, there were four albums. Two of the albums were the ones I did. Yeah. And then plus nine eight extra tracks. So that's awesome. I'm happy to be on it. I got one more question related to him. So I was watching the music video for Passion a couple of days ago, and I noticed a lot of people in the band, including yourself, are wearing a shirt that says The Sex Police. Yeah. Is that like an inside joke with the band? Yes. Like yes. What it was was anybody that... If we, if the sex police of the band found out, and the crew, which was, you know, was always like 30 people, found out that you had a chick in your room, you'd hear coming up the hallway, sex police, sex police. And then if they found it, they would break in your room, and whatever you had going on was the over. So I remember one time I was in a room with a woman, and I hear that coming up the hall, and she said, I said, stop, 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 because she was a little loud. Said, what? I said, you hear that? She said, yeah. I said, if they hear you in here, we're done. So she didn't understand. But they heard her, and they broke through my door. Ah. And they pick her up, give her a clothes, and she's gone. Foiled again. Yeah. Well, like like Rod Stewart, Vanilla Fudge had a... I noticed you guys had a great history of rearranging and reinterpreting songs, whether it was the Beatles or the Donovans. That's what we did. That's how we made it. Yeah, where did that where did that come from? Why was it so important to the band? It was band? a fair going around New York, New York, Long Island. Uh, There's a group called the Vagrants that had Leslie West in it. Mm. They were doing it. We used to call it production numbers, and every, and we made the songs longer. We slowed them down, gave them emotion. But we ended up doing it better than most of the other guys because we had four vocalists. And Mark Stein, our singer, was an amazing R and B singer, and when he sang, there's so much emotion in his voice. And you keep hanging on was always the one that we played. Some of the other songs we did, people dance, but whenever we played, you keep hanging on. They'd stop dancing and come up to the front of the stage and watch the band. And that song, we did uh, a one-take demo of that, and that's the song that came out. Wow. Seven and a half minutes that changed my life. That's incredible. Yeah. And that song just appeared in the latest Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yep. In the last six minutes of the movie, it was that song. When uh, he was killing everybody, that was our song underneath. And it created a whole new audience for us because all of a sudden, our royalties quadrupled. Oh, wow. It had to be to, from that movie. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, I work in the music publishing world, so I've, I've oh, heard that movie was like a, like a boost like for a few bands, like yeah. including, uh, I think Paul Revere and the Raiders was the other one that got a really yeah, good boost out of that. Yeah, Fudge. I mean... We're noticing more gigs coming in now. That's awesome. You know, so it's really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch that scene now. I think I was so overwhelmed by all the flamethrowers and stuff that <laughs> yeah, the music well, kind of went over the my last head. Six minutes of the yeah. song of the movie, yeah. and they're killing everybody in that yeah. room. And, you know, it was awesome. That's incredible. So let's jump and ahead. They did their own edit too. Oh, nice. Let's jump ahead a bit. Uh, after Vanilla Fudge, you and Tim Bogart formed Cactus, right. and you just released a new album this year. Talk yeah. a bit about that band and the new album. 
Well, that band was supposed to be me, Tim, Jeff Beck, and Rod Stewart. Yeah. Rod didn't want to work with Jeff because they had yeah. falling out. History. And then Jeff got in a car wreck just before he was to come over. And we had broken up Vanilla Fudge to do this, so we said, well, what are we going to do now? And Jeff was like, going to heal up for almost two years. So we got Jim McCarty, who we loved from the Trider Detroit Wheels, and Rusty Day, who was with the Amboy Dukes. And we put an, a, another supergroup together. And at the time, supergroups were happening. You had West Bruce and Lang. Uh, yeah, it was West Bruce and Lang. You had uh, Blind Faith, you know. Mm -hmm. So we did that, and it went great. But that band influenced a lot of bands, too. You know, like Van Halen. It influenced uh, King's X. and influenced a lot of different bands. And uh, like Vanilla Fudge influenced Sticks and Deep Purple yeah. and Led Zeppelin and blah, 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 blah. You know, so... But we didn't know it at the time, you know. We were just doing what we wanted to do. And then Jeff Beck came back and started calling us to go back. Yeah. So at one point we were doing a Jeff Beck tour, and on days off we were doing cactus shows. <laughs> you know? So that was pretty crazy. And then we ended up moving more towards Jeff, and we gave cactus to my friend Dwayne Hitchens, I mentioned. Yeah. And he went out with Mike Pinera and a drummer, and they had another version of cactus. They did an album called uh, Son of Cactus. Nice. Uh, and they went out and they, you know, they grossed 750 grand for a few years. And, uh, and then it faded away and we went with Jeff and turned into Beck Grover in a piece. Awesome. Wonderful. So, yeah, we're running low on time. So I got to ask you, you have your own podcast. I want to give you a chance to talk about that a bit. Yes. Hanging and Banging. Yeah. And it came about from, uh, I do a show, which uh, Rick St. James is here. Who, it's a Rod experience show. And I have guys that played with Rod. Oh, wow. So it was me. Danny Johnson to play with Rod, uh, Phil Chen to play with Rod, uh, Jimmy Crespo to play with Rod, Paul Warren to play with Rod, and and Rick looks like Rod and sings like Rod. Oh. And we did this 1979 Kick-Ass Rod show. And we had a show booked, a couple of shows booked with that, and then COVID hit, and the agent that booked it said, you know, I to keep my acts in front of somebody, so I'm going to do some stuff online. Uh, on a thing called Artists on Lockdown. So maybe you should do, you know, something with a host and, and bring guests on. I said, all right. So I said, okay, first guest was my brother. <laughs> so I brought him on. This guy, Ron Onesti, runs a beautiful theater in outside Chicago, and he knows everybody. So we did it with him and me as the host, and we brought Vinny on. Then I said to the agent, I said, let's, let's do the whole thing with me and Vinny. And Ron, and we, we, we already had the title hanging and banging. So then we started from the third episode on, it was the three of us. So we kept doing it. I kept booking friends on, you know, Eric Singer and you know, Derek Sherinian. And uh, I can't really remember, we had everybody on there. Oh, yeah. You know, and then and then Ron actually started becoming a really good host. You know, <laughs> and now he's really good, you know. And then, then when uh, Eddie Van Halen died, we did a special show for Eddie. We had... Ted Nugent, uh, Steve Morse, wow. uh, Pat Travis, Rick Derringer, Bruce Kulik, and somebody else. You know, and that went really well. And, you know, we're getting thousands and thousands of hits here. You know, maybe when we're doing it live, it's two or three hundred. Yeah. And then after a couple of weeks, we're like six thousand, seven thousand. You know, a couple of them hit fourteen thousand. You know. Nice. And then we kept doing it. So we now we've got fifty-nine episodes done. Awesome. And then we went on to Pantheon. Pantheon, Pantheon yeah. yeah. We went on there. 
and we're on Spotify and we're on you know Apple Music and and we're doing now we're trying to figure out how to do the show two shows in, in a day oh wow because we're starting to work again yeah and it's hard to do it every Thursday live yeah you know so so we just did Tracy Guns for instance and he lives in Belgium oh or, yeah or, or Holland or somewhere yeah he's nine hours ahead of us when we go on <laughs> so we just did him but also we did a new band called uh, Liliac so we did Liliac live and then we do, we always do a commercial for who's going to be on the next week yeah. So we ran the commercial, and we ran a commercial for this, right? Nice. And then we came back with, with uh, Tracy live from Europe. But he wasn't live. It was recorded. Uh, but nobody knows because we don't take questions or nothing. Perfect. You know? So nobody knows. So so we think we can just do a bunch of lives and maybe do two or three shows in a day. You know? And yeah. then maybe the next week do two or three shows. That was set for six weeks. Okay. You know? Nice. I like that. Keep it going. Build up a stockpile. That's great, man. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't keep you much over your time, but Carmine, it's been great to have you on here. Everybody check out Hanging and Banging. The 7 o'clock Eastern. Awesome. And check out the new Cactus album, too. Yeah, I didn't talk about it, but it's a great album. Paul Warren, who played with Rod, is on that album. He's awesome. I'll have to check it out myself. I haven't heard it yet, so. Okay, dude. Yep. Thanks, Carmine. It's Thanks, been a blast. Man. Nice to meet you, man. All right. Thank you. Peace. All right. Where we going?
your secluded nights Even seen him maybe once or twice But is his sweet expression Worth more than my love and affection Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.